Hi, welcome to the Theta Gang Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGang.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. Just as a disclaimer, these are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. If you're seeking financial advice from a millennial speaking into a microphone alone in his room at 1.36 a.m. in the morning on a Monday right before work, uh, you got a problem. Uh, please seek medical attention. All jokes aside, it really is uh, 1.38 a.m. on Monday. Uh, I have work in maybe like, I don't know, like seven or so hours. Maybe I leave in six and a half or so hours for work. Um, I love what I do. Uh, I got a feature in uh, for ThetaGang.com. You can now add trades. So that's pretty darn cool. Everyone's been asking to um, upload their own trades. Um, Well, now you can. And you could also leave uh, like a little note on why you executed your trade. Um, So maybe you can give some reasoning on your, you know, Micron 90 calls now. Or, you know, uh, if you get that reference, um, hello. If you don't get that reference, uh, I'm proud of you. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so... Um, going on into the adding trades feature, I'll continue to add my trades um, like I've already been doing for so like the last few months, right? So if you go to the trades tab, uh, those will only ever be my trades for now. Maybe I will feature some trades that you guys post uh, on that page in some separate section of it. Um, but I'm, what I'm looking to do is uh, incentivize people to post their trades. So that's why I qu- haven't quite released uh, the ability to close trades because I don't want someone you know, to take a loss on a position and then not want to co- go back, log into the portal because of this loss aversion effect, right? Like, oh, I just took a massive L. I don't want to go in and record my trade because it feels bad, you know, and they just like never come back. So, so that's what I'm trying to ease into i'd rather incentivize people to just record their trades so they could look back on hey was this a good idea or you know what does my general strategy look like am i doing mainly put credit spreads am i doing mainly short strangles what am i doing so it gives you a little more insight on what you do and it gives you an ability to get feedback so now you can add a trade and it posts it as a post um, and you can have people reply to it giving you like um, reasons on why they think it will work out or they won't work out or what they would rather do instead Um, so that's all very much on the table that said uh, the add features feature button Uh, I hope it is easy enough to find when you log in Um, obviously you have to be logged in to use the feature Um, hopefully you can find the button I put I tried my very best to put in the best location that I thought was best Um, but anyway uh, the add trades feature I wanted to implement the easiest way possible as well like I know when you want to record your trades on some other platform or you know some someone's excel sheet template it is excruciatingly hard to understand so I thought that hey I would just start with the very basics and have you guys record the very bare bones of what you need to record in order to have the trade make sense so in the future maybe it's a you know a pro feature or like some supporter feature where you know when users pay or you know support the channel or (laughs) support the channel like this is youtube so support the website um maybe they'll get access to that but you know in for the most basic things uh especially the most useful things that will always be free um i'm not even close to implementing all the basic stuff yet um so that's coming soon 
um, but you can expect to be able to close trades maybe in the next two weeks. I have I want to be able to uh, let uh, yourself get notified through some sort of notification system if someone replies to you. I feel like that's a huge um, uh, hole in thetagain.com right now where you quite don't know which threads to look at because, you know, someone might have asked you another question, a follow-up question, or, you know, given you a compliment, but you never got to look at it. So I want to give that vessel or give that, um, uh, what what's a good metaphor? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not going to look up a metaphor or go on thesource.com uh, that's just the next feature that's gonna come <laughs> it's so late it's 143 now okay all right all right enough no complaining i love doing this i love doing this i love doing this okay so with that squared away with the new ads trades feature on um and the next feature being you know most likely notifications let's go and move on to the weekly plays so uh this last week uh the beyond short plays as well as the peloton short plays were amazing uh i wish i had you know rolled them maybe over to the next week because i believe that the price action is going to continue going down you just saw it right like last last week um no matter how much like positive China news came out beyond the Peloton just kept on going down. Um, right now, the I, I say it over and over again, but money is moving away from growth. Um, investors don't really care about, you know, growth numbers, um, meaning expectations. They just, they just care about revenue now. They're looking for value. So, you know, you take a look at Uber, Lyft, Beyond, Peloton, um, and, you know, even some bigger, bigger stocks like Lulu or, um, you know, anything with P&E over 100, uh, like Netflix, they've been tanking, but not Netflix as of late because their earnings are this week, which is something that we need to talk about. But um, this week, I'm more likely going to continue the Beyond short credit spreads as well as the Peloton short credit spreads. Um, and, you know, maybe I'll look at Uber and maybe I'll look at Lyft, though I haven't had much exposure to that price action. I played with Uber and Lyft uh, in the past, as you see in my trade history at theatergang.com slash trades, but um, I'm just more comfortable with Beyond a Peloton for now. So as you're probably listening to this, if you're listening to this on the first day it's released, uh, it is Monday the 14th of October, which is also Columbus Day. Um, I know I've been asking myself the same question of, you know, is the market open? Here on marketwatch.com by Miss Andrea Requeur, uh, she says that the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ will both be open during regular hours. So if that is a question that, you know, maybe you're listening to this at like 4.30 before the market's supposed to open and you're wondering and you're, <laughs> you're just somehow listening to this, uh, you know, prior to the opening bell, then there you go. You know that's going to open. Um, you could very much went on Google and found out, but, you know, I thought I'd just do you the favor and so save you Google search. So there you go so moving on uh this week is in fact earnings week uh monday we have no earnings before or even after the bell uh, however on tuesday uh i like to call it the bank day we have uh jp morgan chase you know, goldman sachs wells fargo charles schwab before the bell on tuesday um, notably we have united after united airlines after the bell on tuesday um, and then the following Wednesday, we have Bank of America, Ally, U.S. Bank Corp, all before the bell on Wednesday. 
Um, but the main highlight of this week absolutely has to be Netflix after close on Wednesday. Um, there is just so many eyes looking at this stock on, you know, defining uh, this growth versus value thesis that I've always been pitching. Um, I really do think that with all this new competition and, you know, just Netflix having this P&E over 100, um, it's just not, it, it, it can't be justified anymore. But, you know, just like Tesla and all these companies that don't make money, like Uber and Lyft, um, there will always be a surprise factor. So I wouldn't necessarily say that, like, hey, I'm 100% sure uh, that Netflix will tank uh, because, you know, nothing in the market is ever 100%. But um, if, you know, I might actually end up playing earnings again because I haven't played earnings in quite a while. It's probably been like two months. Um, but I might just open up a few or write a few calls on Netflix. Um, and if you don't know, writing calls on a stock is bearish, though buying calls on a stock is bullish. Um, so all eyes on Netflix after close on Wednesday. Um, I'm excited to see you know what what they have to offer. Like I'm I'm gonna be looking at um, are their subscriber numbers still going down or is it you know is there any any thought into how they're gonna get more people onto their platform? You know how impactful really is the global expansion of Netflix? Like what's their China reach, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but enough of that. Uh, so Thursday before open. There is Morgan Stanley and Honeywell. Um, and then after uh, Thursday close, then you have Atlassian. So that is the uh, second you know, tech uh, company to follow up um, after Netflix. Um, so Netflix and Atlassian are definitely starting off the uh, tech earnings you know, um, consensus or like, you know, uh, attitude feel I can't I don't know what word I'm looking for uh, hold on hold on you know what I went to source.com my brain's not working um, but I'm just gonna say the closest word to the one I was trying to find is mood uh, <laughs> Netflix and Atlassian definitely uh, sets up the mood the big mood for the week after because there's tons of companies um, the next week uh, that are notable like uh, Apple um, Amazon, Microsoft, like all the big names are the week after that. So uh, all eyes on growth um, for Netflix and Atlassian this week. Um, but to close it off on Friday before open, we have Coca-Cola, American Express, uh, American Express, and uh, Synchrony Bank. All right, that about wraps up for the weekly plays. Um, you know, this is usually the part where I jump into the new website updates, but I already went ahead and covered that in the beginning of the episode. So we'll just go ahead and jump straight into today's topic because it's getting a little late now, uh, which is paper trading. So while this isn't a question that's been asked a lot to me uh, by email, uh, like most of the questions that I cover on this uh, podcast are, um, this question comes up very frequently in subreddits and, you know, comment threads and, you know, just Twitter. And I just thought I should give my two cents on it. This is all anecdotal. This is not this is not by any means like, um, you know, me touting off like this is fact or this is law. But this is definitely what I went through. And I uh, these are my opinions that uh, just like <laughs> just like in a disclaimer, these are only my opinions. And anything said in this podcast, a future podcast should not be because of financial advice. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is all anecdotal, um, but I feel like it's really real and you'll be able to really, really vibe with what I say. So here you go. All right, let's just clear the air. Paper trading is whack. So 
I'm a pretty like polar dude. I'll never like just be okay with settling with like, oh, you know, this is like correct because uh, this side is right and you know, they're also right. So I'm just gonna stay in the middle. Um, I like being polar because I feel like it sparks conversation. Now, I'm not gonna be, um, you know, contrarian or like, you know, a hateful person. I have values and I have morals, though I think paper trading is a little bit on a safer side, so I can pick an, pick an opinion and be okay. So with that said, um, I feel like the cons uh, very much outweigh the pros for paper trading. So for paper trading, um, there's definitely a risk of, uh, you know, false confidence that can occur, you know, especially if you go on a rampage of great trades uh, in paper trading and you finally start trading with your own money, then uh, you start losing all of a sudden and you don't know why and it was because you're getting lucky. Um, but, you know, there's also the argument of, you know, if you did go on a rampage of wins, then you, you maybe had a chance at knowing what you were doing, um, though that's probably not as likely as you think it would be. Um, but that's number one, and that's false confidence. Something tied with false confidence, number two, is, you know, being okay with losing. Um, you know, when you have a opportunity to gamble with, you know, money that you didn't have before, you, you're going to be a lot more risky with it. You're going to not care about, you know, the bets that you take. So for example, if I gave you a thousand dollars to go play in Vegas, uh, you're going to do some wild bets. You're going to maybe, you know, put $200 a hand on blackjack or something, something that you would never do otherwise. Um, but, you know, given that you put $1,000 of your own money and you told yourself you're going to make more money than anything, um, then you're going to go ahead and take it on yourself to go on YouTube. You're going to be doing some research on how to count cards. And you could do all of this, right, um, with this back to due diligence, everything, if it's your own money. Now, paper trading does not work like that. It's literally money that just popped out of nowhere and is into your account and you start trading with that, right? It, it's not the same feeling as the um, money that you would transfer from your bank account into the broker. So with that said, you need to learn to be okay with losing, um, but it's more important to note that you have to be comfortable with losing your own money. Um, again, because you know loss aversion is absolutely a thing. Um, you know if you're if you're holding on to a losing trade that doesn't expire for another two weeks, you need to be able to really understand your thesis and why you're holding it, and you need to be okay with having it exit at max loss. You know I go ahead and I talk about max loss all the time on this podcast, um, and I have a max loss of usually around four hundred, five hundred dollars. So I will you know let the trade run its course. Uh, most of the time, if I don't get emotional, uh, I am definitely not a perfect trader. I get emotional sometimes, and I end up do pulling out too early. But um, most of the time, uh, I do try to um, put it on myself to hold the entire expiration with the thesis confirmed and with the max loss of 400 500 and taking the max loss uh, when I need to. So, you know, you're not going to be able to get that same feeling by uh, paper trading. You will never understand what it's like to hold something to max loss in paper trading and understand the circumstances uh, that come with that. Is you know when you start losing, you don't know when you start when you first begin that you know you're gonna think thoughts like, 
oh man, for 200 bucks, uh, I could have bought this and this, or, you know, for 200 bucks, I could just put it in my IRA. For 200 bucks, I could have, you know, eaten a nice steak dinner. For 200 bucks, this and that, this and that. Uh, it doesn't leave you. Um, you just need to be able to control it, and you need uh, a bigger overarching plan, but that can only be developed once you have your emotions in check. If you never get your emotions in check, you're going to start off on a really bad foot. So what I suggest instead of paper trading is trading with real money but with a budget. So, you know, given that, you know, you want to do theta gang uh, strategies, you know, that's going to require a bit more of a budget. I, you know, the last podcast episode was, um, you know, how much do I need to start? Um, but, you know, just going over briefly, you know, 3K is a good spot. 5K is amazing. You know, less than that, you probably don't want to do Theta Gang stri strategies. Uh, you probably more likely want to do, you know, um, swing trades, you know, following really good people that are known for swing trading like Trader Stewie or JM Fala Trades or Hulk Capital, Anthony Massaroni. Um, you know all these all these amazing people that give out free info on swing trades. You know, with a smaller portfolio, you probably want to do swings. Um, though, if you want to take a very calculated uh, approach to ThetaGang.com trades, um, then you can absolutely do um, trades with five hundred or a thousand dollars. You know, maybe doing one or two trades at a time. That is more than perfectly okay, though it has a lot less likely of a chance to succeed in the long run because you can definitely go in a series of losers um, that you can't, you know, double down on um, because, you know, the capital needed to do thetagang.com trades are way different than, you know, swing trades because swing trades, you don't need as much capital because you're not having this max this theory of like max loss you actually just have like an infinite max gain but um you know these these outcomes for those trades are much less likely you know so uh to each their own um however um you know you definitely want to make sure that you're um, incorporating the right strategies for the size of your bankroll and um you know watch out for any gotchas so Wrapping up here, um, I just want to you know leave with if you're going to take um, anything from this episode is that paper trading. If you're looking to start out, or if you want to give reasons to someone like a friend on reasons to not start off with paper trading, um, then you know main arguments being there could be a series um, of events that can lead to um, this false confidence, um, as well as you know, learning to lose money is very important and paper trading does not give you the platform to do that because it just never feels like your money. So um, what I suggest instead is to open up a, you know, Robinhood account and trade from there with uh, a set amount of money. You are comfortably okay with going to zero, but at least at that time uh, you are losing or gaining actual money. So you get the um, you get the uh, ability to um, strengthen your emotions on your ups and downs because you know there is the, obviously the other case where you do end up making you know a good bit like a good chunk of change and you need to be able to learn to pull out um, in the, in the right time at the right time because you're not going to time it correctly every time. Um, but you know, if you're on a paper trading account, you're never going to have the incentive to really pull out a position or exit a position uh, when you don't need to. Because honestly, like 
infinite money is infinite money. You can just constantly keep going up. And if it were to ever go negative on you, well, it wasn't your money, right? So um, there's just so many benefits with trading with your own and real money that, you know, if I gave the advice of um, putting in whatever you're comfortable losing and then, you know, playing with that, um, I just believe that's just the best advice I could give. With all this said, and this is the final point before I head into the outro, I promise, um, there is that one pro that I mentioned, right? And that's price tracking. If you get to a point where, you know, maybe you have already invested some money, some of your real money, and it's gone up and it's gone down and you're, you're ready to take the next step, then maybe paper trading in this scenario is okay, maybe on a few trades, if you want to get more into the Greeks, right? Or if you want to get into some other, um, you know, technical uh, hypotheses or technical analysis trades that you want to do, then you maybe you can price track those or paper trade those to prove your thesis out before doing it. Um, I don't want a total noob to go into paper trading and start there because it just never feels real enough to take it serious. However, if you do take the advice of putting, you know, some uh, essentially gambling money or money that you assume to go to zero into the account and you play with that, you learn to write the ups, learn to write the downs, and then you want to get more serious, um, then yeah, I think paper trading is perfectly fine if you want to, you know, you know, test out, you know, holding a um, purposeful, like, zero date to expiration contract versus, you know, a 60-day contract and see, you know, the theta decay the price. Um, and you want to, like, a side-by-side -side comparison and you want to just, like, watch it, watch the numbers. And, you know, um, there's many applications where paper trading uh, with the price uh, action functionality can help you. Um, just wanted to reinforce the fact that you should probably understand a little bit of what you what you know you're doing before going onto the paper trading platform. Otherwise, um, you know, very much better to it's very much better to start with your own money so you can control your emotions and not develop the false confidence. I think that's finally it. It is two twenty two AM. Uh it is October fourteenth. 2019 Monday um, just now finishing wrapping this up I will go ahead and upload this uh, make a Twitter tweet about it um, and uh, yeah uh, this is Junie the host of the Theta Gang podcast the official podcast at ThetaGang.com uh, I just want to give another extended shout out to Mr. IV and Mr. John Pitchko for being the first two Patreon supporters um, go ahead and support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash ThetaGang. And you can also follow me on Twitter at RealThetaGang. And then email me at Junie at ThetaGang.com. That's J-O-O-N as in Nancy I-E at ThetaGang.com. Um, it's a real pleasure to, you know, um, provide this podcast to you guys. Uh, lots of positive feedback uh, that I've been getting. Lots of motivational emails that I've been getting. Thank you for those. Um, I'm going to continue to give you guys the best, <laughs> best, best experience possible. Um, and, you know, eternally grateful. Uh, we're at 381 people signed up on ThetaGang.com. Super crazy. We're about to hit four soon um, cannot wait and I believe I'm going to have music on the next podcast so um, 
it can only go up from here. Um, thank you all for listening and enjoy your Monday. If you're listening to this on a Tuesday, enjoy your Tuesday. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, enjoy your Wednesday. <laughs>